0: What's happening, you delicious people out there? Hey, we're glad that you're joining us. This is the first step theology podcast where we discuss our glorious God so that we might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. How you doing, Luke?
1: I'm good, mate. How That's are you? Good. I'm
0: wonderful, thank you. Excellent. It's good to be uh, talking about our God together. Yeah, yeah. But before we do that, I've got a I've got a hot take. Yes. Got a beef. Good. Um, I think you agree with me on this. I could. And I haven't told, Let's I haven't warned you about it. Yeah, that's true. But I strongly feel that for the, <laughs> as a general rule, yeah, most cake has okay. too much cake. What do you mean? Well, you know, when you, especially at weddings or, which <laughs> seem to be like the main place you have cakes, birthday parties, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Like, like a, a, a cake that is made, often the ratio for icing to cake is yeah. way too off. Yeah. Cakes I have too much cake. Get rid of, do do a short cake so that the yeah. icing is, because I often find myself eating a cake from the bottom. Yeah. So I get rid of the boring stuff Yeah, so that my ratio for um, from icing to cake is a bit more even. So true.
1: You know when you were a kid and you'd have a roast dinner? Mm. Were you the kind of person who would like segment your like, okay, I'm going to eat my carrots and my peas first, mm. get through that. And then save, like, I don't know, the beef or whatever.
0: Yeah, the best for last. Best for last. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd do the exact same yeah, thing.
0: I'm the best for last person.
1: Can I just say, I'm actually not a massive cake fan.
0: Yeah, neither am I. But I think it's probably because there's too much cake in it. It's too much cake in it. Yeah.
1: I'd go like a cheesecake. I don't mind a good cheesecake. That's yeah. good. good ratio.
0: I don't like cheesecake.
1: Or a Bavarian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a cake? Or is it, is that an ice cream it's cake? It's a dessert. Is, a fancy ice cream
0: didn't you cake. eat a whole bavarian to yourself once
1: yes many times
0: <laughs> that was like your after school snack or something wasn't it
1: it was yeah when i uh, was in youth group i would go straight from school there yeah and i'd go past plenty of places where you could cook your own food but i just would buy like 99 <laughs> cents worth of uh like those plastic spoons <laughs> great yeah and um every time
0: like never reused i could never find them i'd have no
1: idea where i've left them which is just great for the environment yeah yeah and yeah i'd smash a bath smash Smash it's so bad (laughs) this is is pre-swimming days sure yeah 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 it's pre-swimming days so you know whatever we can do that Mm -hmm. i also one time ate a whole four pack of of
0: maxi bonds yeah you didn't handle that one as well though did you
1: Oh, no spew or anything like that. I was solid. <laughs> I right. held that thing down.
0: Sure. Why did you do that again?
1: Okay. So i bring this up. My wife is not impressed. Like, it's <laughs> one of those moments where I think she's quite ashamed. So we're having dinner with someone. Yep. And um, I finished the dinner. I'm like, gee, I'm quite hungry. And at the time, we used to get a whole group of guys together from our youth and we'd go skating. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it was part of our tradition to have Maxi Bonds. So it was like the flavor of that summer. Like everyone that's have Maxi Bonds. And they're good. Let's yeah. be honest. Maxi Bonds oh. are. They've yeah. got a good ratio. Well
0: crafted ice cream. Correct. Oh, great ratio. Yeah.
1: Woo! I, I always save the biscuit end to the end. Do you? Yeah. I always go the chocolate bit at the top and then I save the biscuit. See,
0: at the end. I go the opposite, which I know is controversial because yeah. you're meant to hold the biscuit. Yeah. What are you holding on to? Well, because I, st- I stick to my rule. Best bit till last, and that ice cream coated in chocolate is better than the biscuit.
1: I love the biscuit end, that is the best mm, part.
0: I don't know about you anymore. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is <laughs> the last first step theology <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah so enjoy onion. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought I got that fast without you hearing me. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, we'll finish. I'm like, oh, um, I'm starving. And, um, and I said, oh, I could eat a whole packet of Maximons, you know, just a throwaway line. Yeah, and then the guy I was having food with was like, um, okay, if I buy it for you, mm. will you eat it? Mm. And I was like, yes, I will. Wow. Okay. And so both of our wives were there. Yeah. And we went over to the Blackwood Coles. Yeah. And I smashed it. And that was the grossest thing I'd ever done <laughs> in my life. <laughs>
0: At what point, like oh. one, two, three, or four, did you get to and were like, "This isn't enjoyable"? So anymore.
1: one, at finishing one, you are like, "I want more." Yeah, totally. Halfway through two,
0: yeah, oh, uh, hits, I
1: yeah. am losing flavor. Sure. By fourth, I, I don't even know who I was anymore. <laughs> you <laughs> lost,
0: lost all time. sense of identity. I was dry heaving. It yeah. was so
1: gross. That drive home was just. And the thing is, as well, is like, my yeah, Charlotte was not impressed. No. She was just like you're seething next to me. Yeah. Like. Don't you get sick or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Crowd yes. moment.
0: So anyway, cake has too much cake. I agree.
1: Yeah, but what would you do though if there's too much? Like if there's heaps of icing on the top of that, there's too much icing.
0: Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Make it a shorter cake. Don't give me all yeah, these yeah. tall wedding cakes. So ideally, it's a waste a slice of time. is the way to go. Uh, sli- yeah,
1: yeah, true. Slice is the ideal In cake. Slice. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah slice is better than cake you've heard it here first folks preach it yeah uh well on that note this is a resource believe it or not (laughs) of um gospel life church adelaide and uh if you're not part of our church then we're glad you're here and uh we hope this is edifying and useful for you um and today we are talking about jesus
1: the god man
0: the god man and so we're going to spend a couple of weeks talking about Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want the theological term, we're talking Christology, the words and knowledge of who Jesus is. And hey, this is a really important topic. Yeah. And uh, you know, we talked about the attributes of God and we've uh, spoken about the Trinity. And now we're going to talk about um, Jesus Christ, the God man, God with us. And so we're pumped and excited. And as we do so along the way, if you have any questions or um. You know, yeah, questions you want to ask of us that we can address on the podcast, then uh, please send them in. You can find us at Gospel Life uh, through Instagram. It's probably easier. Or Facebook. Or send us an email through our website, gospellife.com.au. Yes. Too easy. So, look, let's talk about Jesus. And uh, may, maybe why don't we start with why is it important that we talk about Jesus?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that if you look in every worldview, mm. uh, from secular to every other religion, mm-hmm. They have a um a way that they view Christ.
0: Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion that's of Jesus. That's it, opinion. That's the word <laughs> I couldn't think of the- <laughs> We're off to a hot start, yeah, folks. That's good.
1: Everyone's got an opinion on who they think Christ is. Yep. From the, uh, you know, in Islam, he's a great prophet. Mm. Um, uh, in New Age religion, he's uh, an enlightened individual. Mm. Um yeah. to the atheist, he's just a good bloke,
0: yeah, a good historical figure that said some nice stuff.
1: That's right. Mm. So, uh, really important that we, as Christians, which yeah. Christians is a derogative term, mm. uh, <laughs> originally, <laughs> originally yeah. for little Christ's. Yeah. So, uh, if we are, you know, basing everything on this, we we need to know for sure what this man says. And yeah. and C.S. Lewis, he um he was. Quite passionate about it, and mm. and uh, kind of rebuffed this whole idea, especially in society, about Jesus being uh, just a good guy, someone who did you know said nice things, uh, possibly a prophet, mm. but really just good for social justice. Yep. He said, "Um, and this is off the top of my head, so it's not a direct quote. Um, with Christ, you have three options of who he really was: either he was a lunatic, uh, a liar, or a Lord." Mm. Um,
0: he was who he says he was.
1: yeah mm. and so uh, yeah, if, he, if if he's a lunatic, that means he believed what he was and he wasn't actually what he was and so therefore we should not go near him. He's sure. a liar. he's the greatest con man mm. ever and he should be <laughs> abhorred <laughs> yes uh, of his lord, then he absolutely matters. yeah.
0: And we should all change our lives and, and center our lives, lives around what he uh, who he is and what he did and yeah. what he said. So it's extremely important, for sure. And then also for us as Christians, like uh, I understand, many of our listeners will um, will be Christians, and yeah. so it's really integral that we understand, uh, obviously, who our God is. That's sort of you know the basis for this podcast. But then also as we talk about Jesus, um, Christ, the person whom we um, really center our faith around, um, as God's representative and God Himself. Mm. Um, then it's important that we understand who he really was. That's right. That he wasn't just a good teacher. He wasn't just a prophet. Um, but in fact, he was the son of God incarnate.
1: Yep, mm. absolutely.
0: Because that dictates, and we'll get to this, how we worship um, and how we understand and love him. But then also it helps us see error. mm. Um, around us and and where there are other views on Jesus that may deter us from faith, we can um, highlight and point them out because we know the truth. That's right. What the Bible teaches us about who he is. So Luke, what does the Bible teach us about this man who lived 2,000 years ago?
1: Well, the Bible teaches us that Jesus is the son of God incarnate. True. Which uh, incarnate means in flesh.
0: In flesh, yeah. 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 God has come in flesh. Yep. Let's just stop there for a second. Isn't that amazing?
1: It's a ridiculous idea. Mm. Really. It's one of those things that you could, in fact, like if you go and look across history, that is one of the big ideas that shows that Christianity was not man-made. Totally. Yeah. Because every other idea is about you, you know, like if, if, if getting to God was like, he's on top of a mountain, you know. Mm. And every worldview is a different path that is leading to that. Yeah. Well, uh, Christianity preaches that all of those may get to the top of the mountain, but they realize that God is not up there because <laughs> he has already descended Yeah. and he's down and he's met us there. Yeah, God
0: has come to us. Yeah. For crazy. sure. It is crazy. It shows actually
1: a bit of his character already, doesn't it?
0: Mm, the loving heart of our God that would come to us. Oh. Crazy. Yeah, phenomenal. Actually, I um, I can't remember who said this, but I, I heard a quote the other day um, from a Christian, I think it was one of the Puritans who said... It's probably it's me, actually. The, oh, yeah, it could have been. You're on that sort of calibre. Yeah. Um, who said, uh, I believe, for it is absurd. Which what he's saying is in <laughs> yeah. that is, like, the God of the Bible is not one that man could create. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this God is so... Or, Uh, inspiring and so wonderful and so mysterious that um, yet
1: so approachable yeah and and knowable yeah
0: enjoyable and worshipful so cool hey
1: yeah it is so cool yeah
0: so so jesus because and this is important right Mm -hmm. let's not talk philosophically christians Mm -hmm. we when we talk about jesus we are talking about a real person. Yeah. So yes, a historical person that lived and walked and breathed and died on this earth and then rose again around 2000 years ago. That's right. Like th- our faith is rooted in history. That's right. Um, but more than that, right? Because this man that lived and breathed and walked and died and rose again yep. was not just a man like you and I. That's right. He was the son of God, the second person of the Trinity. Yep. Incarnate.
1: That's right. Yeah. You cannot um there's so much evidence to prove that he was a physical man.
0: Yeah. Which we'll get to that in a second.
1: Yep. Mm. Um in secular history. Mm. To even, you know, you don't need, if you just would remove our Bibles from this for a second, mm. even in secular history. Sure. Um to the fact that he also conquered death. Yeah. There's heaps of evidence to prove that as well, which mm. I'm sure we'll talk about in later episodes.
0: Oh yeah, totally. And so, uh, so when we talk about Christ, we are talking about the Son of God incarnate. And one of the ways that um, we hope to help you understand, and the church has talked about this historically and still today, is that as uh, the God-man, as we have titled this podcast, he uh, is both truly God and he is truly man. Yeah. That he is, some people have put this as like 100% God and 100% man. He is the 200% person. Yeah. Um. Or uh, he's fully God and fully man. We we like to say that he's truly God and truly man Mm. because, you know, I don't know, I'm weird and 200% isn't a number. Like, (laughs) 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 you've broken all the rules. But I suppose that's the point, right? You've broken all the rules. That's right. And so he has two natures in one person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's really important to understand. For sure, and they're not at odds with one another either.
0: No, they're not at war with one another.
1: It's not like a you know schizophrenic. Yeah, you know, or anything along those lines. Is yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not multiple personalities. Yep. But rather in one united person, there is a divine nature. Yep, which is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, and a human nature. That's right. Just like you and I have. Yeah. Yep. Too easy, right? Yeah. Simple's all right. Thanks
1: for joining us. On the osteology
0: <laughs> was that. Was that me? Yeah, was that my you. voice? Yeah. yeah, right. I didn't realise it sounded like that. Yeah,
1: no, this is John <laughs> <woman>. <laughs> no, he as he pinches man. his nose
0: <laughs> nasally over here.
1: I'm actually the nasal one.
0: Mm, can I quote uh, John Calvin on here on this? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Calvin on this topic: there's two natures, one person. He says this: for we maintain, it's a little bit wordy. Let me warn you: for we maintain that the divinity was so conjoined and united with the humanity that the entire properties of each nature remain entire or complete, and yet the two natures constitute only one Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ was truly God and truly man, not um, God you know, at war with man in one person or not two people walking around, yep. or not two personalities, but there was a, uh, a divine nature and a human nature in one person.
1: That's right. And that uh, that's just so important to realize, because sometimes we can describe Jesus as, um, oh, this was Jesus functioning just as a man in this moment, or this is Jesus functioning just in, in his deity at the moment. Well, no, they, they functioned together mm. in, in unity. Mm. at the same time yeah, because they're not at odds to one another. Um, a lot of theologians will say that Jesus was the perfect humanity mm. and so therefore that, that covers his his deity but then also it covers his humanity mm. and so that means that his will was perfect. It's it's not that he had a, a human will that was at odds with his deistic will. They worked together. You're pulling a face at me, Joel.
0: <laughs> How do you deal with uh, the garden of Gethsemane so then? Not mine will be done, but yours.
1: Uh, well, that's just submission. Okay, that's the it's not at odds. Okay,
0: that's the incarnate Son of God speaking.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Cool. <laughs> yeah. That and what you just said, I, 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 can I clarify? Isn't yes. to negate that we do see Jesus' humanity Absolutely. in certain actions. We see him weeping. We see him hurting and in pain and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, we see the human nature of Jesus die upon a cross. That's right. Whereas we would not say that the divine nature died. That is impossible. If the divine nature dies, then everything dies. (laughs) Everything (laughs) falls to pieces, right? Yeah, all earth, everything, universe as we know it. Um, And at the same time, we see his divine nature maybe brought to the forefront Forefront. Forefront, um, in some of his miracles or in... Um,
1: Or it's just revealing his divine nature, not necessarily. Yeah, I think the the big thing that um, it's just important to realize is that his wills were never at odds with one another and he was, you know, trying to squish the other. Cool. Sure. His big deity. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Totally. All right, so why is this important? Why is it important that we talk about the fact that um, Jesus is both human and divine. Actually, first, should we prove that? Yeah, we should quickly just prove that. Biblically, because we don't want to just talk philosophically or what we think. Well, why biblically can we say that Jesus was firstly human?
1: Fully human. Okay, so the virgin birth. Yep. really important. important. Yep. So... Uh,
0: Jesus was born. Yep. He didn't show up. <laughs> that's right. Walk out of an oasis. A
1: vulnerable baby. mm yeah, yep. he didn't come out of that womb talking and no, you know, speaking platitudes. Yeah, he was a wee baby. Wee baby who grew up. Yep, and developed and
0: did human baby things. Yep. Yep. Did he cry?
1: Yes. Oh, cool. good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your child's not sitting just because it cries. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's what's crying about. Yeah, you know, right. It's yeah. In,
0: Um. Yeah. So the virgin deep. birth really yep. important. Yep. And Augustine. Uh, Augustine even, uh, you know, one of the forefathers of our faith, um, he said that uh, Jesus, while suckling on his mother's breast, was holding the stars in place, (laughs) (laughs) which is to say Jesus in his human nature being fed, you know, as a human baby was at the same time divine. I just love the, the stars way they in put place.
1: it, these guys, don't they?
0: Oh, they're so much
1: smarter than us. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> so we can quote those guys. So we can quote them, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: So Jesus was born, first yep. and foremost. And then we also see throughout his life, we see him weeping and hurting and bleeding. And um, we see his physical body eating food and sharing with meals with Needing one another. Needing rest. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the woman at the well. He's thirsty and needs rest.
1: Yeah, we see him yep. being tempted. Yeah, yep. absolutely. All humanity things, humanistic things that we can mm, have to deal with. For sure. Deity.
0: So in his divinity, I think, um, especially for our church, we've been going through the Gospel of John. Yes. Great place to start. A really good because, place to start. Because uh, John, the evangelist, essentially writes a gospel with this thought in mind is that Jesus is the divine Logos, the the son of God. Mm. Even the first verse, for in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. yep Yeah. That word, Word, is logos, which we understand to be uh, the Son.
1: Yeah, he, he goes down as a, and, and equates that to Christ. For sure, yeah. So
0: and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, he says in verse 14. There you go. Yeah, so we have uh, God who or the Word who was with God and was God becoming flesh. Um, and then throughout the, the Gospel of John, we see again and again Jesus attesting or... or Speaking into or proving his divinity. Yep. We have the I am statements. Yep. Uh, we have his miracles. Um, his resurrection. His resurrection. Yep. The witnesses to him, mm-hmm. um, both in scripture and uh, John the Baptist and
1: the prophecies. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Hundreds of years before he arrived. Mm. Yep.
0: Yep. It's, and I, I suppose what we come back to then is, um, is C.S. Lewis's quote, right? Mm-hmm. Like the burden of proof in scripture is so insurmountable that we must make a decision. That's right. Is yeah. Jesus God, as he said, as he proved, and as he pointed to, or is he a lunatic? That's right. <laughs> or a liar that was, you know, really crafty.
1: Yeah. And if you look at the evidence, mm. every other speculation or thing you might have about Christ, it has to actually melt away. And so therefore you come to the conclusion of going, are you going to yield to his lordship mm. or not? Yeah. And it doesn't diminish his lordship. Yeah. Which is a heavy thing to think about.
0: For sure. Big So why does Big. that matter? Why does it matter that Jesus is human and divine? Because we could look at this both ways. Yep. In the sense that why couldn't he just be a, a human that God anointed or mm. use like King David. Why could he not just be another King David? Or on the flip side, why could he not just be God? Like why did he have to come in human flesh? Mm. Why does it have to be God and man?
1: Yeah. So I think the first thing is to to be that substitute mm. and mediator. Yeah you know fully god fully man or truly god truly man yeah um means that he could live the life that we were supposed to live yeah. as the new adam
0: yeah as a representative for humanity yeah which required him to be human
1: that's right mm. and so he had to live a life that's why jesus did you know like they didn't he didn't just die as a baby no. he had to live a life mm. he had to um uh, reveal the kingdom of God. He had to do all of those things. Yeah.
0: Live in active obedience yep. to that, the law and, and to God the Father.
1: Yep. That's right. Mm. In communion with God. Mm. Uh, and then he had to die that death Yeah. for us. For sure. And then it was proven, as Paul says in, in uh, Romans chapter 1, mm. that he fulfilled all those things in the resurrection.
0: Yeah, big time. Big time. Boom.
1: So yeah, absolutely. He had to be both of these things mm. to to play the role as the substitute for you and I, and then to mediate between God and man, because only the God man can mediate between fallen humanity with um, a holy God. yeah,
0: a holy, righteous and just God. yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. but then and then also from a um a personal point of view for us as believers, right? the fact that Jesus uh, was a man is a man Mm -hmm. uh, means that he can be our example and pattern for life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Like we have a Lord and Saviour who was not simply God and came in his almighty power and, you know, didn't suffer as we do or wasn't tempted as we are. Yep. But instead we we have a Lord and Saviour who did.
1: That's right. So we can look on at his life and see how he responded to things. Mm-hmm. And grow and learn. A great example sure. of that is how he responds to temptation. Yeah, he responds with, and I'm sure you've heard a sermon on this before, with the word of God. Knowing yeah. the word so good that he threw it back for sure at the enemy. Totally. That that is a um that's a really great uh, example of, and is encouraging to you and I. Totally. To do so
0: yeah, for sure. So when it comes to the gospel, I suppose as an extension of this question, like it's really important that we understand that Jesus was. Truly, man and truly God, mm. because as a man, he he um, as our new representative was able to pay the penalty for man's sin. Yeah, like God couldn't just pay that at, at, by himself. Yeah, that's right. But there had to be one who paid the penalty for sin, for man's sin. It had to be a man, mm. um, because otherwise God wouldn't be just. That's right. If God was just like ah, don't worry about it, yep. and let the sinful humanity off out of his love and grace. He couldn't do that because it would then undermine his justice. That's right. As we've spoken about.
1: So what it does show in the gospel mm. is the exclusivity and the inclusivity of the gospel. Yeah. In saying this. Okay, so if God had to as a man mm. physically come and die to yep. pay that price that means mm. that we cannot measure up. And so therefore we need a substitute. Yeah. And so we can't just go and go, oh, God is love Mm. and he's going to. No. The fact that Christ took justice means that we have to rely on that justice. For sure. And so we have to look to Christ. Mm. Uh, just as it's constantly said, you know, we go to the Gospel of John because we're studying it as a church. But even Jesus uses the example of the serpent in the wilderness. You know, mm. God sends, the, the, his wrath sends these snakes that bite the Israelites. Mm. They're dying. Yeah. Um, and he establishes with Moses and says, create this snake out of bronze, yeah. one like the wrath. Yep. The wrath is going to be poured onto. Exalt it, lift it up above them. And if they look to it, just the simple act of looking at they will be saved. Yeah, we as ourselves, we need that salvation because God is just. Yeah, and if His wrath is not poured out on Christ, it is poured out on us.
0: Yeah, and so thank goodness for Jesus. Oh, hey? Thank
1: God for Jesus. Yeah, yeah,
0: that He would uh, that He would send His Son, mm. who would bear. Um, well, firstly, He would pay the penalty for man's sin as a man. Yeah, but then also as, as the God Man would bear the ultimate, infinite wrath of God for sin, for us.
1: Yeah. And because he was ultimate and infinite, that means he could absorb the wrath. For sure. We cannot. No.
0: Yeah. And so as Romans 3 said says, God is both just in that he pours out his wrath upon sin. Yep. And he is the justifier because it is the son of God yeah, in flesh that dies on our behalf. He is both just and the justifier. And we see this so cool. all epitomized at the cross.
1: That just gets me on the juice. Anyway, (laughs) I could just talk about that forever. How good is our God to to do that? And this picture, like, you couldn't make that up. Like Mm. He's the one who brings justice, yet he is the one who also Mm. saves. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You couldn't write a better book?
0: No. You could try.
1: You could give it a go.
0: But don't worry about
1: it. Be Lord of the Rings.
0: (laughs) Speaking of things that uh, get you on the juice. Yeah. Uh, I've got something for you in a second. Oh, good. Actually. Uh, so we'll take a break and, uh, we'll be back and we'll talk about why this matters for us as, uh, practically as believers yep. today. So look, um, nice I haven't told you what I'm going to do right now, but yep. it's for good reason. I've got a good surprise.
1: Yeah. Good. What is it?
0: Well, first of all, you bought
1: me a car. Uh, no, it's almost as good though. Good.
0: Um, uh, talk to me about the reformers bookshop, which we've recently just found.
1: Uh, it is a great place, uh, <laughs> full of great books, <laughs> and they send you uh, when you buy a book from them. Yeah, they send you a bookmark. Yeah, which has quotes from some of the great Puritans. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, and uh, it's great. They don't have the drivel that some of um, the bookstores have, and mm. from some of these really terrible leaders who are trying, pretending to be Christians. Yeah,
0: the way I explained it to my wife, it's like this bookshop that uh every book in there you want to read yeah you want to have yeah yeah um which was me having like a bit of a sly in terms of if you ever want to buy me a present <laughs> like any book in here and yeah. unless i've got it already yeah actually even if i've got it already i <laughs> still it want it yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah Everything's gold but so yeah reformers bookshop it's called you can find it at reformers.com.au
1: great prices as well joel <laughs> really good we great need an present. ad need. Yeah. so
0: so look this isn't an ad yep yeah. Because uh, we're not directly receiving anything from it. But it is a partnership.
1: It is a partnership.
0: Because I've been um, talking to the manager of the Reformers Bookshop. Fancy. And uh, he's had a listen of our podcast. No way. Yeah. How cool is that? True way. Uh, He's actually from Adelaide. Good bloke. Really, and he would like to offer our uh, our listeners. No, we're <laughs> yeah, legit. This is legit. He would like to offer our listeners, and us included, by the way. We're going to use this all the time. Um, our, actually, this might be bad for our financial situations. It's fine. Yeah. A uh, a discount code for any full priced uh, product from the Reformers Bookshop. Wow! So the code is our uh, first step. Yep. with no space yep. and a capital F and a capital S first step and uh, you can use that to get 15% off any full price 15% off product that yep.
1: is amazing how
0: cool yeah and also I haven't told you about this and I'm not going to give the details because we'll do this in a future podcast but we've got a giveaway uh, that we're going to be doing for our listeners because the bookshop has also provided a couple of books for us to give away
1: that is amazing how cool thank you reformers bookshop get and support them
0: so, um why does this matter? We're talking about Jesus. Yep. Our the, uh, our Lord and Savior, who's truly God and truly man. Why does this matter for us as believers today?
1: Yeah, and really practically speaking. Mm. Let's, you know, we we've talked about it in theory for a moment yep. there. Practically speaking. Well, first of all, let's talk about it if you get it wrong.
0: Mm. True. There are, there are heresies oh. all over the shop when it comes to the person of Christ. That's right. The best mm.
1: way to deal with trying to find heresy or best way to try and find um, a, a fake. Mm. Um, I use this, this idea often of like when people are studying currency because mm. uh, you know there's always people trying to forge currency all the time. Yep. They don't go and they look at all these fa- false ideas. Um, what they do is they know the truth so well so that when a false idea comes along
0: yeah they can identify that, it quickly yeah that's mm.
1: right and so first of all it's so important mm. to to realize this um yeah
0: yeah that we we know who Jesus truly is as he said he um or as he's revealed himself to us and as he's shown us um through his words so that we can identify things that um that aren't in line with that
1: yeah so can I throw one at you then yeah sure did uh, the son give up his divine attributes when he became a man.
0: <laughs> this is a pretty uh, important topic at the moment, especially in the church globally, yes and there is a big uh, movement potentially or, or, or push around um, Jesus setting aside his divine or his divinity to become man. and it seems like the the reason for this position is so that Jesus was just like us and so that we can do the same things that he did exactly um for whatever reason uh, you know I uh, don't want to point fingers but hopefully it's not pride or or whatever but um it certainly seems that it's that way anyway yeah, yeah. um so the question did jesus uh, or did the son give up his divine attributes when he became a man well no because we see in his life, death and resurrection and in his, how he spoke of himself and as the Bible um, speaks of him, that he is truly God and truly man mm-hmm. at, at every moment. It's not that you, know, you know, the divine nature went to sleep for a while.
1: That's right. Um, while
0: the human nature was doing stuff, but at every moment. And so what we would say is that he remained as he was, that is divine, the son of God, and became what he wasn't, yeah. that is, human. He, he put on flesh. Um, so, no, he did not set aside his divine attributes. And I suppose Philippians, which you, you're you going to go to now, is where people draw this idea that he set aside his That's right. his divinity, but it's just not what it's saying it's either. It's saying. So, do you want to just go and read that?
1: Yeah, so I think the thing to be careful of, and I think this is why we wanted to raise this, is because it it, it can be a really... Easy thing to do if you don't read your Bible properly, yep. in line with where the rest of Scripture goes. Okay, so this is in Philippians two, and this is thrown around a lot. Um, I'm going to go from verse four. Mm. <clears throat> let each of you not uh, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Mm. So this is called the Great Christ Hymn, mm. um, and it is the at the beginning of chapter two of to the letter to the Ephesians, yep. and Paul is encouraging them in to be people of humility. Yeah. So we've got to keep that in mind. The first three verses is like, if there's any encouragement, in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, uh, complete my joy by being the, the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord. Um, and of one mind. Do mm. nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm. So you can see clearly he's setting something up here. For sure, yeah. It would make no sense for him to then go, oh yeah, and uh, Christ uh, emptied himself. Because that's the thing that I say, oh, he emptied himself of his deity. That's clearly what he's saying here. Mm. Now, what he's doing is he's emptying himself and humbling himself. Mm that that is not a emptying of a of his divinity no it is a emptying himself of you can't even say you know emptying himself of his pride but it's just he is he's setting himself aside yeah. as in making the will of the trinity greater than what he might want yeah even though their will is is connected, but he's going. I'm humbling myself in this, and I, I'm I will go yeah. and I will sacrifice myself for these people. Absolutely, yeah.
0: It's that setting aside almost of? Again, we want to be so careful with how we speak here, but of of that position and authority and yeah, that glory, glory, yeah, yeah, as it says.
1: You could you're pretty safe to say of setting aside his glory, yeah. And mm. that is why he is now greatly exalted because of what he did on the cross in no way can you interpret it that he is put aside his uh, divinity it's not what it's saying Mm. nothing follows that text that leads to that everything is pointing to humility for sure and and um, paul is using that Mm. to explain that
0: which has really drastic ramifications if we are to believe that that he set aside his divine nature whilst on earth yeah Right? Because as we just talked about, it was required that his divine nature um, come. So, firstly, that we would have God with us, Emmanuel, but then also um, upon the cross, that the infinite nature of the Son could expel and pay the price and be the propitiation. Um, for the infinite wrath of God for sin. That's right. Yeah. If if God, if Jesus isn't um, fully God and fully man, then we do not have an atonement and therefore we do not have a faith.
1: That's right. All for the sake, really. Mm. Generally, the reason why the, this theology is being pushed mm. is, uh, this doctrine, shall I say, is being pushed, is, is generally because they want to have the same level of authority and power that Christ has. Mm. so if i want to heal someone it's okay i've got the same spirit dwelling within me so therefore everyone i pray for should be healed or if i should have the same blessing or i should be able to Mm. you know i've got that um apostolic position yeah (laughs) nah what are you going to lose for the sake of your own position yeah (laughs) not worth it it's an absolute lie does not Mm. line up with the rest of scripture
0: for sure so, yeah, we need to make sure that we know the truth so that we're not getting it wrong and we're not led astray mm. by every false doctrine. Yeah. Um, because really the person of Christ has been a hot time. We talked about the Trinity last week, but the person of Christ is huge huge in terms of the, um, you know, the number of heresies that have risen out of the idea of who Jesus actually was. That's right. From the
1: yep. very beginning of the early church. Yeah. there.
0: And still today. Yep. All right. So, if that's getting it wrong, why is it important that we know who Jesus is so that we get it right?
1: From I mean, obviously from the many reasons we've listed above mm. and in in fellowship and in relationship with him. Yeah. I I think um to understand uh who he is uh helps us to understand like the nature of why he did what he did and therefore that mm. then changes the way that we worship him. Yeah, something that I've just been really caught up in uh, over the last couple of months um, is this understanding Christ's heart. Mm. As scripture teaches that God is love, yeah, and the greatest of these is love. Well, the heart of Christ is one of love, which is mm. of self sacrifice. Yeah, and the motive of that is 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 that is that love for you and I. Yeah, that is. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. Love for the Father that then overflows. We talked about the Trinity. Yep. And we talked about how it's the Father that who pours out his love for the Son. Well, it's the, that love that he pours out for us and that caused him to do so. Totally. Matthew 11 talks about how uh, he describes his heart. Mm. And he says, um, uh, you know, he's talking like, come all who are weary and, and heavy laden and, and I will give you rest. And he says that uh, it is his heart... Um, says, come to me all who are uh, labored and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Mm. And you'll find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His heart for those who come to him with mm. their burdens and um, who come to him um, who are heavy laden and laid on him, his heart for you is one that is gentle and lowly, humble mm. and approachable. Wow. And that is the heart that led him to the cross yeah, for those in which he loved. Mm. That is...
0: For sinners and and sufferers mm,
1: like you and I. For you and I. Amazing. Requires us to go to him.
0: Yeah. What a glorious God we serve. Yeah. Mm.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And would we worship and love and enjoy Jesus then? From that position. Yeah. From that position, recognizing that um, he was a man, that he... Suffered and was tempted and became flesh, like you and I. Like even just in that, like there's a there's cause for worship for the rest of our days. Just in the fact that Jesus mm-hmm. suffered, you know, being born in a manger, let alone everything else that he endured for our sake. Yeah, and then would we worship him as God? Yep. For he is Lord, and um, he is worthy of all worship and all honor and the fact that he would suffer and die in our place shows how insurmountable our sinfulness is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like if if our sinfulness was a little thing, a little issue, then we would only need a little saviour. But our saviour was God in flesh, God the creator of all things, in whom and through whom and for whom all things were created. And so our sinfulness must be rather rebellious. Let's worship him.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Bless you.